There was a boy who had a band of brothers. There was a boy who had a band of brothers. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Far away! Far away! Far away! He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Good evening, Cobbacy families, and welcome to the Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. The Warriors and the Braves are in their bunks, but they're probably not asleep yet. The sun is going down over the bunks. It's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a Maine summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over the blue sheets to see what will happen today. This is your final blue sheet report for the first session of Cobbacy 2017. Today was the day known as Packing Day, July 15th. We had a slightly late reveille, a rolling breakfast, delicious hobo breakfast, one of my favorites that Lewis makes. It's all the breakfast stuff from the last couple of days made into this giant breakfast casserole, which sounds gross, but it's totally delicious. And it's hot and it's steamy and it's awesome with hot sauce on toast. Everybody loves it. Everybody's like, oh, hobo, yes. And then the whole morning was packing. And that is actually a pretty mellow vibe around here. What it means is two counselors pack, one kid each, and the rest of the boys play outside in the fields, right outside the bunks. So Warriors Field, Braves Field, and Council Circle. And they hang out, and they throw frisbees, and they laugh, and they hang out with the third counselor out there, and... Inside the bunk, the boy is putting his stuff away. And that's a transition for him. He's putting all the swimsuits and cleats and baseball gloves back into their bag. And they'll reappear back at home. After our luggage team takes them from place A to place B. And finally onto a bus or a cargo truck. And then back to Westchester and Chicago and Tampa and... California, Texas, New York City, Brooklyn, all the places our boys are from. But for now, he's just packing up. It's the end of the session for him. So there's a solemnity to it, a tiny bit of sadness, but then there's also frisbee to throw and baseballs to play catch with, and so it's a pretty good vibe. In the afternoon becomes Kaba choices. Any bunks that aren't finished packing continue packing. And then there's a really funny tradition called Brothers at 5.30. That's where the entire bunk goes to the flags together, all dressed up. Everybody dresses up for banquet night. Everybody's got collared shirts on, polos. And they get up there, and boys who look like each other or look like counselors are called out. So there's an eight-year-old who looks just like a little brother of one of the 15-year-olds. Or, in this case, the winner today was one of our boys who looks just like this wonderful kitchen cook named Anna. She looks just like his older sister. And as soon as it got called out and she came out, the whole place went bazonkers. They won. 
You can see the pictures when they get posted of the brothers. There's some pretty good ones. Everybody laughs. It's a good community moment. We're all together. Then there's the banquet, which is lobster and steak and chicken and mashed potatoes. No, excuse me, baked potatoes and a beautiful salad. And we have it out in the Lewis Lee Center. And it's underneath the pines and on the bark. And the boys are laughing and giggling about lobster. I'm not a lobster fan, so I sit with a few of the boys who are allergic to lobster. And we have steak and chicken. Everybody else is. There's some boys who try lobster for the first time and they're giggling as they get it all over their faces and make the lobsters dance around on the plates. And then there's a really awesome tradition where we go inside and have a little dessert and then we watch the slideshow for the year, which is usually a very good event. And tonight it was an outstanding event. Our media specialist, Lexi, who's sitting across from me every single one of these podcasts, and also MJ, our photographer, are a wonder team. And they had a fantastic soundtrack. The shots were outstanding. It was just a really great scene. And also they chose a few of the pop songs that the tribe's songs were based on. And so right in the middle of all of it, the kids started singing their songs over their own slideshow. And I'll get to that in a second. Then we had the closing campfire with all the traditions that go along there. And I should have mentioned also we have awards. Before we get to the campfire, I'm going to talk about the awards. And that's where we hand out the various gifts that the boys get for being a third year or a fourth year or a fifth year, sixth year, seventh year, all the way up. And then we hand out the Lloyd Johnson Sportsmanship Awards. And these are really treasured awards. They're the awards that reflect sportsmanship in a camp built on sportsmanship. And those awards today belonged to three outstanding young men. For the council, it was Peter Lev. For the Warriors, the Sportsmanship Award went to Owen Chrysler. And for the Braves, the Sportsmanship Award went to Russell Fitzgerald. It may seem strange to have a single award for a single kid when we have so many boys, and so many of them are so sportsmanlike. And I think that makes sense. But I think it's also... Pretty great to see these paragons of sportsmanship get recognized. It is so rare to be able to have that sort of integrity and character so young. I certainly did not have that ability that Russell and Owen and Peter have at that age. And it's just very impressive, and I think it's a great example, so we recognize it. And then we recognized those who got a brick. Those of you who will be with us tomorrow will see that there are bricks that honor those staff members and campers who have been here 10 years. And this was a really good crop. Sam Rovner, who is a CIT, got 10 years today. Harry McNeil, who is an outstanding counselor and just a wonderful young man. I believe my comments included him being universally respected here at Cobbesee. Also got 10 years. And then, I'm putting this in quotes, Danger Dave, also known as Dave McNay, who was our adventure director, reached 10 years. And finally, Tom Donahue, our beloved head of baseball, and also basically the assistant keeper of traditions next to Griff, also got 10 years. And I count him as a friend and a confidant and just generally a really funny dude. And he got 10 years too. And then it was time for the closing campfire. Everyone lined up excited after this amazing slideshow, all pumped up. 
everybody giggling, dealing with the novelty of a flashlight that's actually happening in the dark, shining in each other's faces, running around, filing into the campfire bowl, everyone hitting the Brotherhood sign as they go, the dull thud of the woods sounding out in the quiet forest. Everyone sat down on the split log benches. Some rowdy songs first, a welcome by Griff and Tom talking about the sportsmanship and effort they saw during tribal games. And then every single bunk sent forth an emissary to deliver a wish and a memory for the year. Until we got to Sachem, and then each Sachem boy did the same. I sang a couple songs. John Henry is kind of a standard. And then next year's oldest Sachem, who is Rahim Somerville, the son of Lloyd Johnson, our tennis director, took the fire from the fireplace in front of the boys, took it down to the water, and took the canoe to Spirit Island, where he put the fire back on Spirit Island. And that was the end, officially and symbolically, of first session. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your final Blue Sheet Report. It has been so fun doing these podcasts for you. We've gotten great feedback. Thank you for listening. And we look forward to delivering a whole other phalanx, a whole other armada of these podcasts next year. It is a magnificent and busy thing to run Cobbacy, and each day I make it out of the office and into the breeze and sunlight of camp itself and spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout, sometimes it's watching an inner camp, and sometimes it's marvelous one-on-one time with a single boy, and of course those times are my favorite times. This is what I saw today. Picture this. The entire camp is in the octagon of the dining hall. Sitting on the floor are the Braves. They have empty styrofoam bowls that just had ice cream in it. They are giggling and vibrating because they're so excited about what's coming next, even though they don't even really know what that is, which is what it's like to be eight. Behind them are the Warriors. Behind those boys are the Council Boys, then the Sachem The light is sepia almost because of a few of the kitchen lights. It's very beautiful. Everybody's packed in close. And everyone's looking at the same screen. And the slideshow starts and everybody starts cheering for individual boys. And it goes for a while. And then a magical thing happens. The Owls fight song comes on. And it's awesome. It was awesome. It won the Owls swept the song competition during travel games. It's very catchy. It's a really good rewriting of the pop song. And everybody starts singing it. The Owls team, of course, but everybody else also. And there's a crucial part where they do a hoot right on the beat. They go, whoo, whoo. And everybody starts doing that really loud. And I step outside myself for a second and realize the boys are singing while they're watching pictures of themselves. They're singing their own soundtrack to their own slideshow. And it's such a meta and yet also intensely communal moment. And they're so happy. They're looking at each other with joy and waving their hands around at the best parts. And when the, the 
guitar comes in on this one spot and they are joyfully belting it out. Boys who are not on the Eagles or the Owls teams are singing those songs and then the Bears song comes on after that and everyone is just full of glee. The staff are singing it. And this, the, the songs were all great, but those two songs, the Bears and the Owls songs, were exceptional. Maybe in the last four or five years, some of the best we've seen. And, and the boys were all singing them together. So it was just something to see all these boys joyfully singing songs that were written for them while watching pictures taken of them in a place that is only for them. I know I say this a lot in this podcast, but you cannot do that anywhere but here. Cabasi families, it was such an honor and a joy to have your boys with us. They will go to sleep tonight, surrounded by their counselors, loons sounding on the lake, nodding off to sleep in a bunk full of their friends. And tomorrow they will leave, but they will not completely leave. They will still think of this place in those moments all through the year. They will tell you about them. They will occasionally email me about them. They will, in a weird way, always be here. And I'm very glad about that. And so that is our last informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for Boys. All is well in this place set apart.